What is going on, BW Sports One World? It is time for the Dukes of Football. Yeah. And we can't we can't go without talking up our fa- our favorite family over at Elite Performance, baby. That's right. You want to look elite, be elite, sound elite. Go to Elite Performance. Check out Zach Deer seven six five four nine nine one zero zero five. Aries Academy and Aries Sports Vision Training. Get your eyes matched with your brain, with your depth perception, your reaction times. And my thing's not working. So, Damon, do you have those the numbers up? Because I can't get the darn thing to work. Um, yep. what, what numbers? <laughs> oh, hold on here. Nope. I just needed this one. There we go. 317-537-7433. Sorry about the technical difficulties, folks. Uh, check them out. Driving for Dyslexia, 317-643-1105. Awesome non-for-profit organization. Helps kids with dyslexia. Helps the teachers gain resources to teach those kids with dyslexia. Check them out, 317-643-1105. And the rock star realty, Mr. Sean Nugent. Buying or selling a home, talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. Damon, what's going on, brother? Hey, not a whole hell of a lot. Trying to keep my mic stand from hitting me in the face. Oh, there you go. In the face. <laughs> Other than that, no, man, I'm good, bro. How about yourself? I see you got the uh, machine guns out today. Yeah, well, the, the pew pews had to come out a little bit because, like I said, the walk around with the wife after the workout and after the hot shower from my back, it was like, yeah, it's too damn hot in here. I got I to gotta bring the guns out, you know. Flabby, less flabby than what they were, but not as tone as what they used to be. As this guy in our waiting room could tell you, I was short, but I was hitting hard. And we'll get to that here in a second. Before we bring him on, I want to kind of tell everybody uh, the product that he has. It's nowhere else in the world. All right. He has the only foam roller that collapses. So you can take it easily on travels with flights and everything else. Doesn't take a lot of room up in the luggage. It's perfect, guys. It's like a laptop. You just slide it right in like a laptop. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. So he can be hanging out with me since he's the only. That would make him. He's the one. The one. He's the one. So he can hang out with me. He's the one. Well, without further ado, let's bring (laughs) the one and only. Shark Tank entrepreneur, Mr. Nate Lawry. What's happening, man? What's up, Dan? Good to see you, man. What's up, Damon? Good to be here. Excited to be uh, on the show today. Yeah, you know, it's only been about 20 years since we've seen each other. Uh, You look about the same. I look a little bit more plump, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I started to get some grays filtering in here. Uh, Hold on. Time time catches up with all of us, I think. Yes, it does. Beautiful babies. Man. Hey, what makes it awesome is that Dan is like 30 years younger than me, and he has four times the amount of gray hair that I do. Long life. Long life. (laughs) It's just good living, man. You know, it catches up with you, but life will live. Yes, it does. So, you know, the the company name is Brazen Life. Nate, before we get into all that, let oh god, here we go with the Michigan talk already. Jeez. I'm sorry, Nate. You're gonna have to see a lot of Michigan stuff 
because that guy is a Michigan Go Blue fan. And we have a lot of fans and followers that are Go Blue um, ites or ists or whatever they call them up there at the big house. Um, it's okay. Not everybody's yeah. as smart as we are, you know. They're dancing. They're dancing right now, though. They got. They got to be, you know, excited about that. Things are going no, well. He is. He is. <laughs> um, uh, we like to say both sides are dancing. Men and women are in the Sweet no. Sixteen, and the and uh, the Final Four on the uh, the Frozen Four for hockey. And we just had a nine, the ninth inning, seven run comeback with two outs to beat Michigan State in baseball. We're on a roll, and. And we just had some more national championships in the pool. <laughs> Need to get that get that football program, you know, up to speed, and you guys are rolling. Uh, we, we don't <laughs> want to talk about that right now. Oh yeah, let's talk about that, yeah, David. Yeah, no, we beat you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> couldn't beat us this year. Don't have. No, you didn't play us, <laughs> uh, Nate. Before we get into the product itself, let's talk about, you know, let's tell the followers here at BW Sports One, kind of like your background, you know, why we bring you into a football show. So kind of fill us in. Well, fill everybody else in, including him. Why you're here on a football show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I played actually high school ball with the lion here. Um, we were 15-0 state champs. I went on to play college ball at Yale. And then from there, went on to have like a eight-year pro career, uh, played for the Buccaneers, the Saints, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, played a little bit in the United Football League. So had a long football career, uh, took a, a big toll on my body. That's actually kind of what led to uh, my founding of a, a kind of a physical like fitness recovery tools products company. So yeah, that's... Um, that's my background in football. I have a lot of experience. I uh, love the game of football. You so know, really quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you. You missed one team that I know you played for. Yeah, I also had uh, had some stints with the, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah. I had a little <laughs> just bit had of time to throw it in, in folks. Just had to throw <laughs> it in there. Yeah, I like my time in Philly. I got to, I got to you know – you know, experience the tutelage under Andy Reid there. Um, that was a cool experience. He's a great coach. He likes hamburgers I got, a lot. I got well, obviously you can tell he likes hamburgers. I like a good hamburger too. <laughs> but hey, I got a quick question for you, uh, with your Philly fan. So uh with with your Philly time in there. So everybody knows that there are two places to give Philly cheesesteaks. Which place did you go? <laughs> I went to a lot of places with, with cheesesteaks. Um, I can't say that I have a favorite. Obviously, Geno's is the one that everyone thinks of. Um, they're all good, man. It's, it's uh, you know, greasy steak and greasy cheese piled on top of each other. What can go wrong? <laughs> I don't know. My, my thing with, with Philly on the cheesesteaks is this. If you have to buy it through a six-inch bulletproof window, it is the best in the city. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a lot true a lot of truth to that. <laughs> so let's kind of talk about your uh college career. You know, obviously you went to Yale. How was it like playing in the Ivy League of you know in the football realm? Yeah, he, does, uh, he doesn't have to was... carry GPA for the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they they got to carry me. That was nice. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, it was good, man. Uh, Ivy League is, is awesome. There's so much history in the Ivy League. You know, like the game basically started uh, with Yale and uh, Princeton. Did I get lost there? Um, I don't know if I'm still on. No, but you're good. We see good. you. Okay. Yeah, the, the game. The game basically started with these these old schools that um, converted the game from kind of this soccer rugby hybrid. They came up with rules. They played for a long time. So, just that history uh, is is really um, you can feel it, and it's cool to. Um, it's fun. The The Ivy League is, is really competitive, actually. And, yeah, there's good guys. I mean, it's especially more so lately. Uh, guys are coming out every year, playing, getting an opportunity to play in the NFL. And it was, I guess, a little bit less um, less common back when I was playing. Um, but since then, I mean, you see guys, you see guys, uh, lots of tight ends actually out there, quarterback, a guy I played with in, in Cincinnati, Ryan Fitzpatrick just had an awesome career. I think he announced his retirement. But, yeah, uh, I believe it was fun, man. Those guys that love football, uh, wanted to play the game, weren't there on scholarship. You know, they just they love to play it, and uh, they fought hard to, to do it. Everybody does once you get to that level. It turns into yeah. – it turns into somewhat of a job, obviously. And then, you know, obviously when you make that leap to the NFL and the league, it is your job. So what is – what's the difference between the three big – I guess some of the biggest difference. I'm sorry I'm stuttering. What are some of the biggest differences in between playing college ball and at the pro level? Yeah, I mean, I think playing in, in a place like the Ivy League is – it is kind of less of a job, right, because nobody is on scholarship there. Uh, you know, guys get an opportunity to play and go to an Ivy League school because they're good at football. Uh, and But once you're in, you're in, you know what I mean? So uh, there's – the guys that play really – you know, they want to do it because they love playing football. They love the camaraderie. They love the team aspect of it. Um, and then you go to the next level, and everyone's there because it's their – their job. I mean, guys obviously still love playing the game of football. Um, but the, you know, the job aspect of it is, is real. Uh, you got to show up each day. You got to perform well in practice. You got to perform at the games or they're going to bring somebody else in that, that can do it. Um, so that takes a little bit of a mental switch there uh, going from a place like the Ivy league to, um, you know, to the NFL. I think probably for a lot of like other college programs, uh, big time college programs, it's maybe less of a switch because those guys are already kind of in that environment where that is their job. They're playing for a scholarship. Um, a lot of them have hopes of playing at the next level. Not a lot of the guys I played, uh, you know, in the Ivy League with or on my team at Yale uh, thought or dreamed about going to the NFL. You know, there's maybe a couple of us. And um, so that that's that's a little bit different there. But yeah, that's that's kind of the main thing. You're going, you're going, uh, you're playing a job or you're playing for your job. Uh, but you get to do what you love. I mean, something I dreamed about growing up, uh, playing in high school, you know, sticking your hand in the dirt, thinking that one day you can you can make some money and, and have a lot of fun and, and live out that childhood dream. So that part's really cool. All right. Um, let's let's go back to Yale. So the Ivy League had did you get to play in any any bowl games? Did you win any Ivy League compete for any Ivy League championships? And if you did, um, how did that equate to the same feeling of playing in the playoffs in the NFL? 
because you played for a couple of teams that, that were playoff, you know, teams at that yeah. particular time. So you've had to play yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we kind of had a built-in bowl game every year. So our last game of the year was against Harvard. And uh, it's called the game. Uh, it's one of the oldest rivalries in college football. And, you know, we it's funny because back in the heyday of uh, Yale football, it was one of the top programs in the country. I mean, there's we have more national championships than any other school out there. And um, so that's what it was for a long time. And then obviously um, the, the Ivy League went more towards academics lost focus on having, you know, top tier college football programs. They went to D1AA. Um, and so within that, I mean, we could have theoretically gone to the playoffs in 1AA, um, but the Ivy League doesn't allow the, the football teams. It's like the only athletic program uh, within, you know, the Ivy League system that doesn't get to go to their playoffs, which is weird. Uh, it was always kind of a point of consternation for for all of us football players but um but we got lucky because we had harvard at the end of the year where you know normally our fans would we'd have 25 30,000 fans per game per home game in a 65,000 fan stadium so it felt empty even though we had you know a good number of fans and then harvard would roll around and it'd be 55 60,000 people it'd be packed and um you know it's just a, such an old rivalry that uh it I don't know. There is no better way to finish off the season than than playing those guys and, um, you know, doing your thing. And I'm sure the party after that Harvard Yale game was probably the best one of the season, right? <laughs> they were all good. They were all fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a smart yeah, no, party. Actually, no, yeah, no, the, actually, those last uh, the the Harvard game comes right before like a fall break. So after that game, you wrap up. You have a week off of school, so everyone gets after it pretty hard. Usually, um, you know, if we were playing at Harvard, we'd stay up in Boston and we'd go out and. Um, but yeah, yeah, people uh, people like to think that we don't. You know, I believe kids don't have any fun and don't know how to, you know, get after it. It's not the case. <laughs> you know, I, I would not know because we were not old enough to partake in certain things in high school. So I wouldn't know how good of a partier you could be at all. So hey, I don't I don't care where you go. You go to school, you go to college, you're going to have some type of party oh, in yeah. you. It's going to happen. And if you go to the Ivy League, with their with that curriculum, you have to be able to have some place to throw a couple back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the biggest meatheads I know were the guys that played with the Yale. So if that tells you anything, damn. All they're right. smart. They're all, they're all smart, but yeah, we uh, we had some fun. I lived in a I lived in a house with ten other guys in college, uh, and we called it the, we called it the barn. Yeah, it was just a big like everyone had a tiny room. Um, and it was three floors, so we each had our own room, but they're all small. Um, but yeah, it was the barn and yeah, Saturday, kitchen. Saturday mornings, mornings would be interesting stories. <laughs> so the Who's, kitchen was the biggest room in the house, right? Yeah, for sure. So who <laughs> ate the Cheerios and beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was just like normal Sunday, Sunday morning, uh, fodder there. There you go.
There you go. So let's kind of talk about, you know, what you got going on. Tell us, you mentioned earlier, you know, from injuries caused you to have this uh, innovation in your mind and put it to work. Tell us what brought Brazen Life on and, you know, what you got going on with it now. Yeah, so actually when I was with the Saints, I had kind of a bad back injury. Uh, I, was, I felt it coming out of training camp, and it just got worse and worse throughout the season. It was a herniated disc. Um, ended up having surgery. That was, so that was the year I was actually hurt the year. You asked about um, playoffs and the pros. Um, yeah, the year that was post-Katrina, it was 2006. The Saints had just come back from being dislocated to uh, San Antonio, I uh, came back into the city. That was the first year with uh, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Um, and nobody expected anything out of us, right? And we went out and went to the NFC Championship game that year. It was an awesome year. Unfortunately, when they made the playoff run, I was hurt. Uh, I had just had surgery from this back injury. Anyway, so get, getting through the recovery process, really learned how to use a foam roller. And, um, you know, they're simple devices. You can get on top of them and massage pretty much any muscle keep flexible and take care of your body, make sure things are moving and line right and you can stretch on it. There's all kinds of great things that you can do on a foam roller, even though it's so simple. And I I loved it. And that's kind of allowed me to play another five years by having a kind of a regular practice. I was always ticked off that I, you know, couldn't really travel with it because they're bulky and they're annoying to pack. Uh, yeah. So at some point, you know, while I was still playing, I had this idea of like making one fold flat so it could go on a backpack and, kind of stowed that away, uh, retired from football, took over a family business, uh, selling storm door hardware, um, the product that my, my wife's dad invented. And it's just like, at the time they, they needed somebody. And anyway, learn how to, to basically run, run a, a product that sells products to uh, a business that sells products to people. Um, and then, you know, I got to a point where, I could start to tinker with that old idea, put it together. It took, a, took me, you know, a year or two once I'd really like dedicated to, to doing product development on it to get it to a place where we were ready to launch. We launched it and through like a Kickstarter campaign, um, did really well, kind of crushed our funding goal. And then that went into production, figured it took about a year to figure out actually how to actually make the thing. Did that, and that was at the end of 2016 and the beginning of 2017. Later that year, we were asked to be on Shark Tank, pitched to Shark Tank, that aired at the end of 2017, and that was, yeah, I don't know, it's just been kind of a crazy ride. Um, it's been awesome, man. I, I can actually, since we have video here, I can show you the product, right? Because Yes, and right before well, you so. do that, right before we get into that, I forgot I have to pay the station identification, so give me one minute, because I should have done a minute Go ago. For it. Get ready to take your body to the elite level of performance. Call today to set up your free evaluation. 765-499-1005. Elite performance, where the dream of elite fitness becomes a reality. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. 
Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right, Nate. Sorry about that. I should have done it before I got to talking about the brazen life, and that was my bad. But, yes, we definitely want to see it because the picture I got won't show justice to what you're going to show us. Right. Yeah. So this is uh, this is a foam roller. Uh, you just drop it and you pull on these two two pullers here, and it opens it up to a cylinder. You can roll on it and then collapse it down and just push it back down. So yeah, it's really simple, super easy, super easy to operate. Fits in your backpack and carry on. Um, yeah. So that's been cool, man. It's been an awesome product for us. It's been a fun ride. That thing, um, you know, we have it in a bunch of NFL and NBA and MLB locker rooms, a bunch of NCAA locker rooms, which is cool for me. You know, that's kind of validation uh, coming from my 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 background and my my past as a as a professional athlete. Um, I love that, but you know, more so, I, I love the fact that we, you know we get people emailing in that you know they're taking it on business trips and they have bad back pain and they just want to feel better. So. Yeah, that's been cool. Now we're we're in the process of launching some new stuff. Uh, we've got a really cool massage gun coming out. We got a fold down workout bench um, that attaches the wall, folds up real flat against the wall, um, so that you, it stows away easily. So for you know people working out at home, um, we got a lot going on. Uh, yeah, a lot a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple months. So we're we're all hands on deck right now, but it's been it's been fun. I got one for you. Uh, with your roller, is it? specifically for the back or can you use it for say uh your calf yeah yeah you can you can pretty much massage any muscle um so you use your body weight to roll over the top of it uh and the body weight provides a pressure on top of the roller so you know you you put your calf on top of it and you just move yourself back and forth and it massages the calf helps to flush uh kind of metabolic waste so like lactic acid helps to bring new blood flow in. Um, and that's what kind of jump starts the, the recovery process. So that, you know, it's great for warming up. It basically gets your muscles ready and prepares them to, to work out or to go play a game, pick up hoops, whatever it is. Um, so you don't, you know, you're less likely to pull a muscle because everything's uh, working and, and, you know, operating well. And then after a hard workout, it's really good to help push out that metabolic waste and to bring in fresh new blood so you re- you can recover faster. Um, you know, you can train harder if, you're, if your body's feeling good and you're recovering faster. So, yeah, there's a bunch of good benefits to, to foam rolling. Okay. Now, what about for old people? So for him. <laughs> no, I'm being I'm being absolutely I'm being absolutely serious with this because yeah. you know I don't I don't I'm not active in any activities anymore. I do walk, I do get probably about 10,000 steps in a day. That's probably about it. You know, yeah. I do train uh, uh girls on the side a little bit for basketball, but there's no mm-hmm. more playing, there's no more working out, I don't do anything, but I still have those those cramping and those tightening issues of nighting issues in my calves and the wife has them too. So I was thinking of something of this and, and I feel that it might be able to work for us old people that don't move. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's awesome for the calves. I mean, if you find yourself stiff and sore at the end of the day, uh, foam rolling is good for you. You know what I mean? If you're training hard, 
formerly isn't good for you. If you just want to like, you know, not hurt as bad um, and make sure you are healthy longer in your life and are more mobile in your life, formerly is good for that. So like I said, there's there's a ton of great benefits. Uh, there's a ton of content out there on like why foam rolling is good. Um, we, you know, I personally love it because of you know, my background and what it meant meant to me. Um, but our our business really is kind of going uh, now beyond that with these new products. So there's there's a um, yeah there's a ton of good stuff, and and I think people are taking recovery and taking kind of a mobility practice more serious uh athletes definitely um athletes if you know they should be it, it's kind of that other pillar of your training regimen where if you're working out hard and you're having good nutrition but you're not doing the recovery side of it then you're not going to perform as well as you can so um yeah and that i mean that that's across the board. It's not even just athletes. It's anybody that wants to just feel good and like go through their life, not in pain. Right. You need to be taking care of your body on all these aspects, getting good sleep. There's a bunch of different ways. Right. So that's just one aspect of it. So let me ask you a question. Nate. What is the, the, I guess the biggest hump or hurdle or obstacle that you guys face um, in the foam roller industry with yours compared to all the others? I mean, obviously, you have a completely different um, uh, makeup on it because it does collapse. But what is the biggest humps and obstacles that you guys face? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. I, I personally think that the, the biggest obstacle is um, is – there's a lot of Chinese companies that uh, are have the ability to sell directly on Amazon um, from the, ma the manufacturer. Um, they're not necessarily like, you know, coming up with the ideas, but they're able to produce them really cheaply and bring the price down. Um, and so the consumer, uh, the consumer assumes that uh, the price of these products should be really cheap because of that. And this happens across the board, right? Like any, any product, you'll buy on Amazon, um, there's going to be a manufacturer out there that's kind of selling direct um, and, and and really keeping the price low. And that, that makes it a little bit hard for innovation. So that's another topic. It's not really a topic for uh, a football program, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard, um, you know, a business and, and, and coming up with new things and innovating uh, you, it, it's kind of hard to protect these ideas and, and keep them, um, you know, keep some margin on them. So it makes sense, right? Because uh, manufacturing and all that stuff. I, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Bro, we 100% we, uh, get it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's, we got friends that yeah. have, you know, ventures of, of different sorts. And, you know, so, yeah, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It's part yeah. of life that we got to roll with. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it, and it's good, you know, being able to, uh, as a consumer to buy good stuff for low prices is, is great. Right. But um, it has to be good. <laughs> it, it needs to be good. It needs to be good quality. Um, you want to look for innovation. Uh, yeah. And you want to look for, for companies that are coming up with their own ideas, right? Those, that's the, that's the companies that, uh, you, you should support, right? Because those are the people that are, are moving the ball forward uh, with technology and um, yeah, with, 
with how we all live and, you know, try to live better. Yep. I like it. All right. You ready for the question and answer part? Because we've had a lot of questions coming at you on the show. So we're, we're going to throw uh-huh. them at you and, and you okay. know, we're, we're wanting to hear it. So uh, let's see. First one. Oh, there's so much Michigan shit on here. I'm so sick and tired of seeing it. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, we'll bypass the Michigan. Yeah, that I'm trying. Is, but, hey, that is funny that Juwan Howard has played the Lucas Oil before Jim Harbaugh. That's great. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, okay, so tw- 2005, you were with the Bucks, correct? Yep. Okay. They brought Alex Smith in that year. How did you uh, – what did you think of Alex Smith, uh, you know, when he was a rookie? Obviously, we see what he did now, but how was he like back then? I think he's talking about the tight end, Alex Smith, too. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Tight end, Alex Smith. Yeah. Same, same yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he was uh, he was an early draft pick. He was a good player. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's pretty interesting as you go through and you, uh, you know, being in a couple different locker rooms, playing with a bunch of different guys. Um, they're all good, man. There's so many good athletes that, that are playing the game. Uh, it's super competitive, right? And, uh, yeah, but Alex was a great dude. He's a, he's a fun guy to play with. I played yeah. with Alex Smith, too. Um, the other Alex Smith, uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of my career, I was in, in training camp with the 49ers, and uh, Alex Smith was the quarterback. And uh, also a great dude, awesome guy to play with, uh, fun guy to have in the locker room. I do want to thank you for bailing me out on that one, Nate. Thank you very much. (laughs) I read the comments. I didn't get that far. I was going down the road. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, that's interesting. And then he was like, oh, tight end. Okay, okay. Now that makes I mean, sense. I was just going with it. I didn't think Alex Smith was the quarterback hey, Alex Smith but, was drafted yeah, by the Bucks. Speaking no, of the good. quarterback Alex Smith, wow. <laughs> That'll be what does, he, does he have a brazen life roller yet? That'd be a great I, I hope so. I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, awesome comeback for him, right? Like, yeah. It's cool. I mean, he got he – got, you know, shout upon, I think, uh, when he was in San Fran and, um, you know, seeing him go to other teams and have a good career, uh, is I'm, I was super excited to see that he, he deserved it because he is a hardworking guy, obviously came out of college with, um, a lot of expectations and he proved that, you know, he proved that they're right in my mind by, by going and doing what he did, um, with other organizations. I didn't really have an issue with Alex Smith. The only problem Alex Smith had was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, yeah, if you think about it, that. if they didn't yeah. have uh, Patrick Mahomes, he'd have still been in San I mean, uh, Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I, we're, we're all witnessing, right, a generational player with Mahomes. So, well, yeah. You know, sorry, bro. You got to go. You and your leg. But that's not. Hey, <laughs> right, but here's one that, you know, I'll kind of wonder as soon as you said the Bucks. I mean, Chucky, what's up? What's up with John Gruden? Is he, is he that guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 um, I, 
totally respected playing uh, for for Gruden. He's he's an intense guy. I mean, he's like first guy there, last guy to leave type. Like just football fanatic. Watches long hours of film and knows everything about everything and has that like uh, you know the photo memory of pretty much every play. And yeah, I mean, he's just such a he's such like a uh, connoisseur and and uh, what's the word? Like he just knows the game so well. He's savant. Yeah, he's a savant. That's a good word. That's a good way to put it. He's such a savant of the game. Um, I don't think he necessarily always like realizes how that translates and over to the players, right? Who are like you're you're walking up, and and this was different for me because like. Coming from Yale, actually, our offense was pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Uh, in high school, the offense was pretty simple and straightforward. I mean, it was like sweep right, sweep left. You know what I mean? It's like which which end are we trying to run around? Um, Whatever and, side he's blocking, Nate's blocking yeah. on. That's the side yeah. we go to. <laughs> um, and I show up, and it's like you walk up to the line with – three different possible plays and then a check call that you're like thinking of. And then you have to read the defense and you, you know, as a tight end, you had to basically know what the quarterback was going to call before he was going to call it because that would switch where you're going to be. And I, I was just like, I mean, I, you know, I got a Yale education. I should be able to figure this out. I was swimming. Um, and it, it took a little bit of while, a, a time to adapt to that. Um, so Gruden, yeah, he, he's such a professional that maybe he doesn't see how that trickles down onto the field and maybe he's changed his coaching style. Um, but that was, that was an interesting experience for me, but yeah, I have a ton of respect for John Gruden. I think he's an awesome coach. Uh, I'm glad to see that he got back into coaching because I think it makes, it makes the season more fun to watch him when he's out there. Well, that <laughs> takes away my next question because I was going to say uh, Gruden better coach or better analyst. <laughs> I liked him as an analyst. Um, I love him as an analyst. Yeah, I liked him as as a, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I, it's been it's been cool to see you know what he's done with the Raiders and and turn that organization around within a couple of years and now they're competitive and yeah. Um, I like to see him get back and making some deep playoff runs and you know prove uh, his his uh, legend as, as a coach. So favorite coach to play under? Uh, probably coach Payton, Sean Payton. Okay. Um, yeah. Sean Payton was awesome. He, uh, he came in and to an organization that was, was run down and didn't know what, you know, the future held. They were just trying to figure out coming back into New Orleans. Right. Uh, and he came in with the right mindset, brought in the right guys, and I don't know. That was fun. I, I have a ton of respect for that organization and what they've done. Mm -hmm. All right. Now here's my media question. <laughs> <laughs> Two separate questions. Favorite teammate, least favorite teammate. Oh, you say these made it so political. Uh, I was gonna use the word dick. <laughs> well, you know, we can go with that too. Uh, it's okay, Nate. You're not in the league. You can spit it out here. Everybody in the league watches our show, obviously, so it's gonna get to them. But really? Throw it out there. Um 
No, I mean, I, it's it's a it's a tough question. Like, you know, I have some really good buddies uh, that I've met playing in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of my best buddies still to this day is Will Heller, who has had a long career as a tight end. Um, I love that guy. I love playing with him, you know. But it's, it's more because we're, like, good dudes off the field. You know what I mean? Um, least favorite teammate, I I decline to answer that when I plead the fifth. <laughs> Hey, just, uh, and, just let it be I mean, known. Just let it be known. He said he played in Philly and for Andy Reid. Just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did my first stint with the. I had just a couple like co- you know cups of coffee with the the Eagles, um, but I did play with Vic. Uh, my first my first cup of coffee. Uh, and I like Michael Vick, man. He was he was a cool dude. Um, he was like quiet in the locker room. Uh, I, you know, obviously, you, you know what he did off the field is is not really excusable. But um, I, you know, guys are young; they have a bunch of money. They make bad decisions, and it kind of snowballs, right? So, uh, you know, I was glad to see that also that he got another chance and came back and and had uh, a decent decent run at a, you know, second career. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, like, like I said, guys are young. They got a bunch of money. They don't really know, you know, they're not necessarily always mature enough to be able to handle that. And so I I give people a bit of a doubt guys that, you know, I thought might've been kind of dickish. Who knows what's going on in their lives. I I try not to be uh, uh, too judgmental about it for too long. For too long. I like that. <laughs> See, he is a good dude. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm that type of guy. I'm probably gonna say it. Oh yeah. He's a dick. <laughs> I mean, he could play. He was good. You know, we yeah. got let us yeah. win a whole lot of games. We were still an asshole. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I had a bunch of good years. <laughs> it happens. All yeah. right. Rapid knockout. Five questions has absolutely nothing to do with football and anything else. Are you ready, sir? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Question number one. Favorite food? Pizza. I what can make kind? it. Kind. <laughs> are we talking uh, pepperoni? Are we talking sausage? Are we talking anchovies? Yeah. What are we talking here? Are we talking all jacks? Are we talking Papa meat. John's? All, all, all kinds of meat. Uh, maybe some onions on there. Okay. All right. Good with that. Uh, yeah. second question. Favorite hobby. Favorite hobby. I have gotten into surfing. Um, I love it. Yeah, I picked it up uh, towards the end of my career. I know I'm. I'm. I look ridiculous out there. I'm six what six. Say, six five six you're, six. You're, six, you're, you're not helping me out. You're not helping me I'm, out I'm here. Not, I'm not. I'm not your prototypical surfer. Let's say, but I. I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, it was we an tried, awesome we thing to, to like transition. We went to, to Daytona him. and tried to get him on a surfboard. Yeah, and you're not helping me out. You're not he helping me out. I'm six <laughs> six, about 300, <laughs> three hundred, two eighty eight, something like somewhere in that area. And they're trying to get me on a surfboard, and you're not helping my case. I mean, wouldn't you have watched <laughs> it? I would have. It's it, it's hard. It's I mean it's a hard skill, which is part of why I like it so much, right? Because there's a lot of skill development, and you can kind of keep progressing over and over. Even though, yeah, you know, closing in on forty, I feel like I still have my my best surfing days are ahead of me. So, 
Yeah, it's it's a cool sport. Just saying, really quick. West Coast uh, <laughs> waves maybe a little different than the East Coast waves. But next question, question number three: What is the go-to on Nate Lowry's playlist? Artist, genre, or group? Who do you listen to? Uh, it totally depends on the time. Uh, oh, gosh, after That's a, a hard great question. conversation on VW like- Sports One, the Dukes of Football, what are you gonna pop on? It depends on what mood I'm in. Um, I've been into, gosh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I like I like all kinds of music, whatever whatever I'm vibing on at the time. Um, what do you not listen to? Gun, let's say, what do I not listen to? Yeah. I don't like smooth <laughs> jazz that much. <laughs> I like, I like, I like, like New Orleans style jazz, but not smooth jazz. I can't get into it. Okay. Uh, so you like the 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 jazz, right. almost bluesy, but not the Kenny Jiggy. <laughs> yeah, I like I like a lot of trumpet and trombone and that kind of thing. Not like smooth saxophone type jazz. I, I'm like, yeah, I can't I can't quite get into that. Well, well, here's one for you. I was in the the pickup line today at the elementary school picking up my youngest, and I'm listening to Five Finger Death Punch. Wow, that's a sight to see. Yes, oh, you should have saw the looks I got at the principals. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Question number four: Other than football and obviously surfing, what sport do you like to participate and/or watch? So, yeah, I got into. And I know you did uh, play basketball in high school too. So, so. Yeah, so right now I reside in Santa Barbara, uh, and a lot of it's kind of a soccer town. So a lot of my buddies, you know, will play like pickup soccer. Uh, got into that, which I played a lot of soccer growing up. So I'm I'm got a little bit of skill, I will say. So uh, yeah, that's been fun. It's been fun. I would obviously not through COVID. Like that's it's been a year I think since the last time we did that. But yeah, if we get a good soccer game going. I'm down with it. Okay. Last question. Favorite role model, whether that be on a personal side or the athletic side, who are you picking? Favorite role model. I hate these questions. Um, I know. That's why I'm putting it on you. You can't plead the fifth on this one, though. I'll let yeah. you plead the fifth on the worst uh, teammate, but I can't, make, I can't get you to plead the fifth on this one. Hmm. Let's go. Let's go uh, back to our our rock holiday days and say the, the big man upstairs, Jesus. Okay, there you go. Oh my lord! Hey, I mean, oh. he didn't play the fifth. He didn't play the fifth. Oh. That was well, such. That was. I mean, I don't want. I don't want to take nothing against the you know the second guy in charge. You know what I mean? I ain't got nothing against. Oh, hey, Seuss. <laughs> but well, what a cop out. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got. Yeah, I mean, I, I respect. But, a lot of you know people. what? I can't be mad at you. You know, you can never go wrong with the with that guy. It's true. That guy. Yes, true. Jesus, I know. I could say his name. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Nate Lawry, Brazen Life, folks, check him out. Nate, give a give the shout outs and how to find you guys online. 
Yeah, uh, you can find us brazen.com, B-R-A-Z-Y-N.com or brazenlife.com. Uh, we're at brazen underscore life, I think on the socials. <laughs> um, yeah, check us out. Just search for brazen, B-R-A-Z-Y-N. You'll find us all over the place. There you go. Nate, thanks again for joining us tonight. It's been fun. Great seeing you after 20 years. You looking like you got that California sunshine on the skin. Can't wait till you're on the Eastern Eastern time zone again. So maybe we could uh, yep. hook up and then, um, you know, I'm not going to make any announcement yet, but we're working on something on the inside, on the background for uh, Brazen Life and BW Sports One. I can't wait to get that going. Cool. Sounds good, man. Thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Good chat with you guys for sure. Right on, right on. Everybody, don't forget, pwsports1.com for all the hap-hap happenings. This has been Nate Laurie. That guy's the one. This guy's the lion. And that's all we got, folks. We will see you again next uh, next yeah, next Saturday. Next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, Damon, what do we always do? Uh, we go blue. No, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we keep Indy sporty, baby. <laughs> pew, pew. And we're out. Peace. Oh, the birdie nipple.